Hello and welcome to the Knock On Casey Lawrence Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. I'm in a different office today. Sometimes Tom does be in the dark in the rugby club. <laughs> Sometimes James must be somewhere else. Johnny, you could be anywhere every week, but you just join us from wherever he is, the fan or wherever. Lads, how is it going? I'll go, Steve. I'll yeah, go. happy out, Stephen. Now Friday evening, what more do we want? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to Johnny be joining us on the podcast as soon as he can get on. But uh, big weekend last weekend. Uh, James, happy? Uh, we could only be happy. Yeah, I'm delighted actually. It's, um, didn't know what to expect coming down, but coming into the game. But, uh, yeah, delighted. Great win. And now we have the toughest game in the whole competition to try and stay in it. So. <laughs> You know what do we do from there? Only go down there and give it our best, our our best account of ourselves down 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 there in what is it two and a half three weeks time? You know, mm-hmm. um, it was like uh, for us, we went into the game missing a good number of players. Went into the game we were missing, believe it or not, we we're missing Joe Manuel, Podge Mahan, um, Roy Stanley, Liam Phelan, Joe Moynihan. We're missing a fair chunk of lads, but at the twelfth hour, Joe Manuel became available. Um, won't go into the details around why, but he was meant to go travelling. Something happened with his flights back to New Zealand. So, in fairness, soon he got in the car and drove straight back to Kenny to play the match, and he had a great game. Um, okay. First half, we started really well. We dominated the game from start to finish. But in the first half, we struggled to get scores. Like It was probably the most entertaining half of rugby that you'll see a Kenny team play. We were throwing the ball left to right, hitting the wings. It was it was incredible to watch, but there was no cohesion in it. And it was easy for Ashbourne to defend because we were failing to straighten lines at times or you know, they were just moving across. And I think of four occasions in the first half, we were moving the ball so well and so quickly that we actually passed the ball into touch three, four times in the first half. Um, two new players were introduced nine new players were making their Towns Cup debut which is a, an incredible stat considering we won the thing last year but have nine debutants is, is, is unbelievable um, new tight head prop is in for the Cup a guy called Joe Halpin um, we tried to register Joe for the league but unfortunately we just missed the, it was after the deadline and then a local chap here who has been ex-Kenny College pupil called um, Jay Colbeck who has been away playing with old Wesley for the last couple of years. He's an ex-Lenster under 20. So he was in in the second row of packing down beside Dame Olahi. And both had an impact on the game. Both played really well. But the second half, I heard at halftime, Doc gave the lads a right dressing down at halftime. And a few home truths were put out there that and if we were trying to play too flashy. We were trying to do the, the, the flashy stuff without doing the hard stuff. So then knuckled down the game plan in the second half. Um, Jake McDonald got the first score of the second half. Really good try. Um, Wes Carter showed really good hands. Wes kind of took the ball into contact, broke a tackle, popped back inside. Just a f- slight little flick of the ball off the fingers and put Jake through. Uh, Jake had a little bit of work to do um, to get in, to get over the line, but he, he, he did it in under the post. And, you know, in fairness to Ashburn, they tried their best to get back into the game, but our lads' tails were up at that stage. And uh, Brian Howe got a try from a mall, from, from a driving mall. Rory McInerney kicked a brilliant 50-22. Um, gave us a five-meter line-out. The um, Wes Carter won it. The mall came, set the mall. 
Um, we won a penalty advantage off that driving ball because um, Ashburn infringed, took the ball down, drove on, and lo and behold, over the line for the score. Um, following score was much the same. It was off a driving ball again, and um, again we won a we won a penalty advantage. This time we went through the hands, and Johan Lewis went in, uh, went in, and Hugh Corkery nailed nailed that conversion. So it ended up twenty nine points to six. Good thing is, is kind of no tries were conceded. Defense was was fairly was was fairly strong. Um, but look at what we have to do now in the next round is we have to go and probably play who are the top provincial side in Leinster at the moment. You know, um, they're scoring your second in the league. Um, all the pressures on us going down there. <laughs> it's going to be one hell of a day for us um, to try and go down there and hope to get a result. But uh, look at fingers crossed we can we can you know um, but look at we can only take one game at a time we have an, uh, probably the biggest game of our season at home this Saturday against Boyne um, we need to win it and Boyne need to win it both for the same reasons you know um, a win for us will put us safe a win for them will put up put them a point ahead of us going into the last round of games um, so because all we can do is have to wait and see but we're going to be minus a couple of players. Roy Stanley, I'd say, is definitely out. Joe Manuel is out because he's in New Zealand. Hodgman, last I heard, was touch and go. Um, Liam Phelan, I'm not sure about. So look, at it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting day in Fugstown tomorrow. Um, fingers crossed, we can get the result that we need and go into the last game of the season just with a little bit of breathing space, a little bit of comfort that, you know, we don't need to get to to, to go up to play C point and to get a result. You know, because they're on a rich run of form as well. And in fairness to Sea Point, they've done incredible work to steer themselves out of relegation up to where they're probably bordering contention at the moment for All Ireland Junior Cup. So, um, but from our perspective, like if we win on Saturday, which look, I think, I, I, I hope we will, never predict the future. But if we do win on Saturday, um, we go into the last game of the season to play Sea Point, trying to get trying to get fifth place, you know, so anything can happen. But um, beginning of the season, we set out an objective to try and get All-Ireland Junior Cup. It's probably fair to say we're going to miss out on that objective. But um, in the long run of it, if we win on Saturday as well, it's progress on last year that we we, like, we, we, we have a better finish to the season. We're not going to play offs or anything like that. So look at, um, I, know, I know my heart and soul, the lads are going to go out there tomorrow and absolutely give it their all. And, we'll all be rooting for them from the sideline. Um, the Division 2A winning team from 10 years ago, we have a reunion tomorrow in the club, so I think there's 25 or 30 players off that team squad coming to Fugstown tomorrow for a few jars as well and a bit of grub. So there's a pre-match lunch in Fugstown tomorrow. It's 30 euros per head, and if anyone wants to get take a place or take a table, um, give Dave Matthews or Mick or Donovan a buzz. Excellent stuff. Um, good stuff and good luck uh, the weekend, James, at that Absolutely. as well. Um, your women, your, yeah, um, you know, uh, talking about the Towns Cup, I know it's a big task ahead of you, but like it's Cup rugby, anything can happen. Anything can happen, you know. Look what you just did last year with the league, the way it went for you, you know. Uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Heads up and all that jazz. Um, the women and youths, James. And, uh, women, the women, yeah, the women, yeah. women have been kind of finding it a little bit difficult recently. You know, they're 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 suffering because they're 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 missing their speedsters. 
and they're missing Lucy Hart and Emer Kelly, and they were their go-to, like they were their choice scorers. You know, that was they, they were the wheels in the team. That that that. So they drew on Sunday, ten all. Have their last game of the season. I think they're still a, a point or two clear at the top of the league over Barn Hall. So going into the last game of the season this weekend, away to Garda, they have to win. You know, and um, they they absolutely have to win. Um, you know, and I think again, like the guys, like the lads, we're all rooting for them. They've had a really good season up to a couple of weeks ago where they just started losing games. And Paddy, Paddy, in fairness to him, like he's playing with kind of a diminished squad at the moment. At the beginning of the season, he had untold amount of numbers, but for whatever reasons, through injuries and people having to step aside, that uh, he's he, he he is light on numbers. Um, but you know, you'd hope they can go up to Garden on the weekend and get the result and bring the league title home. Um, youth Rugby had a mixed bag of the weekend uh, and up to Wednesday night the under-18s lost the league semi-final on Wednesday night away to Gorey um, but it's a young under-18s team like all bar I think two or three of them are underage again next year so uh, they'll be hoping to um, to get a, like to, to build on this year's progress I think what Gary Doyle has done with the under-18s is, is, is a lot of progress in itself and um, Simply because, like, he started at the beginning of the season with, with 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 low numbers, and he started to get his numbers back and back, and you know, to get them to a league semi final is a great return for Gary. So fair play to him for that. They're showing a lot of progress. Um, what else was happening in youth rugby? The under 14s beat Navin in Fugstown. So that was a good win for the under 14s. The under 16s had a 26 to 21 win in the quarter final of the cup against. Um, against Boyne at home as well. Uh, the under-18 girls came up short against RD Dundalk. They lost 22 points to 10. We took it down on my phone here to get all of the results now. Um, what else was going on? The under-13 boys, they lost to Wexford 14 points to 19. Uh, the under-16 girls were beaten, beaten in Dundalk. Um, the under-16 girls seem to be the team that had the best crack in the whole club, though, you know. And they they just seem to be a really united bunch of girls, and regardless of how bad or how good things are going, they just always seem to they never seem to step away. They always seem just to to give it everything. And yeah, as I said, the under eighteen boys were unfortunate to go down to Gory on um, on Wednesday night. Not an easy place to go on a Wednesday night to play an under eighteen cup semi final or league semi final. Um, I think fulfilling the fixture alone on a Wednesday night with kids in school is away takes a lot of them. Um, Takes a lot of commitment. I question why that was being played midweek as well. Uh, but anyway, look at that's not here nor there. It has to be played. Um, but look, we'll be hoping for big things for players to come from that under 18 team. Absolutely. Uh, great update, James. Good stuff. And um, just, I mean, I think yeah. you might have touched on it last week. The under the, the Southeast under 16 or 18 girls winning their cup. Um, mm-hmm. We just want to, from the club, we want to say well done to Rachel Brickell, who couldn't be involved because she broke her wrist but look at she was there in some way shape or form so just well done to Rich and her teammates on, on, on that it's a great achievement great stuff um Tom Crotty yeah <laughs> what's the story um how are you happy after last week that was a that was a nine tries yeah great yeah um mm-hmm. well new Rasper I mean new Rasper came up and with intent and uh, in fairness um, they gave it they gave it they gave us a good rattle at the start um we got we got off we got off to a good start uh, it was a kind of a misclearance from your ass and 
went to Ben Crotty and he kind of jinked his way up along the line. Then made a couple of hit ups and and Callum Murphy went over in the corner. Then was a that was kind of in the first couple of minutes and then I think on the eighth minute, um, um, young what uh, Quinlan got the ball in the centre and did his normal thing and barred his way through and got a got a score got a score on underneath the post. Um, Sean is kind of Sean had a great game in the centre. Um, started using them more. Um, to you know, he's really good at that. Um, taking on the ball and getting an offload, and you know, he's a absolute cracking get a cracking game in the centre. Then we turned around and we had uh, a bit of a brain fart for a couple of minutes, and we gave away five penalties in a row, and gave away 13 points so it then became new Ross 13 carlot carlot 12. <laughs> um so it was uh got a bit shaky there but look the lads we got on the we got managed to get on the pitch and give him a bit of water and uh, a couple of choice words and uh, things things got back up and uh, we got a Another score then just just before half just before half time, um, Callum Murphy Callum Murphy got over in the corner got over in the corner again, uh, but like we turned then the second half second half um a good good second half we were under a bit of pressure in the scums again because we have um we were down the front down as you all know down a few front rows, um, mm. but uh, young um. Um, what do you call him? Tig, uh, uh, young prop come up from our from our under eight, come up from our under eighteens. Literally turned eighteen on uh, on Friday. Tig Ronan, um, Tig came in as tight head, and uh, he was actually up against Putin from Kilkenny, the played with Kilkenny last year, who now who be a serious, serious, uh, uh, decent prop, and uh, Putin gave him a few rattles there early on, but then Tig settled into it and. Uh, the scrum settled. The scrum steadied up, and um, things really like things kind of improved. Uh, so we got in tries. Then Evan Gordon got open the best one. The when Shirley took a mad run about thirty meter, and uh, threw a Anyways. threw a pass across to uh, threw a pass uh, across to Evan Evan Gordon. I don't know how long the pass was, but it probably seemed to have half length of the pitch and uh, stuck stuck our hooker stuck our hooker Evan Gordon over over in the corner. Um next one then we got a was a, just an unbelievable try. Ben got the ball uh I went through the hands of Connor Tracy, Jeff McTormand and Paddy Mackey. And uh Dan Dan Grady's went in went in um, got his got his try. Next one was a quick tap penalty uh Jeff McDormand scored. Um uh, Sean Quinn got another try. Um, Cam and Brennan got a, got a, another another try after that. Um, finished off then. I think Dan got another try at the at the, at the very end. Look, we, it, well, the score didn't really justify the way like your us um, were out on the feet kind of at the end of the game. But they gave us a really good game. And look, they're a good side, and uh, I have to compliment them. There are some bunch of guys and came in after us that uh, came in uh, inside and. Um, you know, they're, they're a great they're bunch good. of lads. Yeah, they're a really, they're a great you know. Look, Neuros are a, a seriously good club. Um, yeah. Their their incoming president was up. Um, Stony Burke couldn't make it up. 
this year's president, but the uh, the their incoming president came up for the pre match dinner and um they all said like it was great fun and really enjoyed it and look, it is what it is. Um we're through now to the next round, we've Tullamore Tullamore away, which will be um another day. Look, it's another day of quarter final. Uh one match at well, for one match at a time. Our key match now is um Key match now is to play uh, Kildare at the weekend with Kildare at home. And uh, look, it's a, it's a huge game for us. Absolute huge game for us because uh, if you win, it sort of takes all the pressure off. If we lose, um, we're still there. It could, be in a, it could be in a relegation playoff. And it's as simple as that. Our, our league has just been absolutely ridiculously close uh, with all the teams going up and down in points and wins and losses and um, our dip in form and loss of players uh, really, really, really took us toll, and um, the couple of home losses, you know, did us no favors. And uh, losing away to Dundalk, which we spoke about uh, last week, when like it was just a, a really, really tough to go up there two weeks in a row and try and get the second win. And you know, you, you can't sacrifice one for the other; it's both important. And, um, I think, look, we know where Kildare is a seriously strong pack. Um, look, we respect them an awful lot. They went up, we lost them in, um, we lost them up in Kildare. A fierce hard place to go. Anyone that's going to Kildare this year found it. Um, I think they found this year they got um, their coaching right. And their, coach will, uh, their coach came in and a new coach came in and um, they've seen they're playing to their strengths. You know, they're, they, they play up front and uh, they give any team a run for the money, so we're uh, look. We're looking forward to Sunday. It's another home game. It's the last home home league game of the season, so uh, we hope to have a bit of a crowd and and um, a few guys come. A few guys kind of coming, maybe back for the weekend. Uh, unsure, we'll know more. We'll know. We can't send them to no more on Friday night. Um, but like we've a good. They are like they played a lovely brand of rugby on. I have to say, some of the rugby on Sunday was was really really good. And the backs play was outsta- absolutely outstanding. And um, we need to play that. We need to we need to move the ball, and uh, you know take every opportunity as it comes. And I think the lads are starting to understand now that they, it's uh, not all about systems anymore. It's about playing rugby and figuring out uh, how to break down the team yourself. And if it means crashing the ball up the middle or um, going back to basics, taking route one or, or throwing the ball wide, whatever it takes, you get to figure it out. Um the system is theirs and there's nowhere to be there's nowhere to stand and all that that's done and dusted. Um but to try and get out of sometimes you become um too involved in systems and, and, and the way we play and we forget about actually playing playing rugby. Sometimes play. teams can be over coached. Yeah, you kind of you know, and I don't mean that badly to anyone, but just sometimes no, no. you can be. And I, and I have to say, our skill levels, our skill levels over the last uh, skill levels across everywhere. We just talked talking this with somebody the, just the other day. Our skill levels in players all across the board in the last, and their knowledge of rope, the knowledge of the game, and and the, the, the different facets of the new way of playing, and how 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 the game has changed, has increased two twofold. It's 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 really really from. You know, lads on the seconds, that's, you know, even guys who are coming up trying to play, get onto the seconds and seconds who are trying to get onto the first. There are players there who have just developed, you know, a year or two ago, uh, 
you wouldn't have thought you can you, you wouldn't really had a second look at them and now you're actually looking at them by going because you're seeing they've they've learned so much over the last couple of years skills wise now we just have to kind of figure out um how we play and kind of get away a little bit from system and more into figuring out how to win and how to what to play what's in front of you and I think sometimes it happens. You know, I coach in youth teams too. I remember coaching a team, and, and it'll be the same thing. You get involved in your, you have them all set up, you run this off that, and you run that off that, and all of a sudden, then your team are kind of just, they're gone flat, and you're wondering what's wrong. And then you eventually have to say, look, you get a realization, you just say, just go out and play and enjoy the game. And that's, I think, that's what the lads did in the second half. And I think that's how we're going to have, if we want to beat Kildara, we have to have a strong belief in. In the quality players that we have uh, we need to keep our heads held high no matter what happens during the game if you go down a couple of points um they need to just get back on the you know just regroup put their arm around each other and uh and drive on from there so look seconds are out again out there as a select there chasing a tie we we're waiting on results it's unfortunate for them because they've had a brilliant season um uh, they just had one, I think one or two results that didn't, didn't quite go the way or they didn't get a bonus point. So, um, that all they can do is now is just try and win the last two games, and it's in it's in God's hands as far as as far as whether whether they're going to win the league or not. But they just need to go out and play. Look, they're having they're having a great season and some fantastic players down there. Dave Keppel, um, the captain, has done an absolutely outstanding job all all season. Hats off to him and uh, the management crew that he has with them are just uh, just driven them on and like they're going to have their cup their cup next week as well so uh, we have to wish them the best in that so that's the end of the adult part of rugby the kids I think all had reasons out the 18s had a, a really really solid win in, in Wicklow there through um, to the league sem- well they hopefully are through to the league semi-final but there's some issue with uh, I think Longford gave walkovers and I think it's an objection gone in over points or something but anyway it doesn't matter look in, in their hindsight they, they they played really well and they've got through uh, on paper got through to the semi-final so we'll have to just wait and see what outcome that has uh, the, the 14s had a good win the 13s had a good win uh, can't remember the 15s not too sure 16s had a good win um, then we had uh, the girls both Rhinos teams won uh, the under 14s had a brilliant win in Carlo against um, against Navin on Sunday. Uh, by all means, they, they, they had a crack, had a cracking game. So they're 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 taking away in the league, and and all you have to do is watch them. They're having great fun there every every night training. And there's huge numbers up for them between Carlo and Tullow, just phenomenal. It's really taken on taking on a it's really just taking on something else because it's. Uh, the amount of girls that are joining and like even with the 16 rhinos another girl coming up and just joined like i know there's only a couple of games left in the season but another girl came and joined on on um thursday night so like 16s went up and had a, a brilliant win against wicklow um in wicklow which is always a tough game to tough place to win and uh, they're through now to the the leinster league semi-final um just waiting and uh resulted this weekend to see who they're playing other than that, it's we've we're had a had a good weekend, a decent enough weekend all around, and uh, it was a lot of sore heads. I'd say on Monday morning because uh, the lads had a good old session. It was a huge buzz in the club. It's brilliant. Yeah, I heard. Ha- 
we haven't had that in a while, I think because the bar was closed, but we were doing upper bar, um, which is absolutely compliments to everybody. It's, a, it's, it's done absolutely stunning. It's as good as any any bar around. And um, it was just closed before Christmas, and I think we kind of lost a bit of the buzz because that's, you know, it was, been out in the ball and wasn't quite the same as has been in the the no. nice bar. Anyway, different atmosphere. It was a good good weekend. Good weekend. Yeah, heard good reports from uh, Tullo as well. Um, they had a squeaky bum sort of a game uh, in the town's cup of the weekend. It was close enough, um, but I had heard reports of big crowd out there and that as well. Same thing, Tom Great Owl buzz. Um, good numbers, people out there just to to you know to, uh, they had yeah, the match on beforehand as well. So. They had a huge night too. I think they think I think there was twelve o'clock or so. I was talking to someone was kind of late enough, and then uh, then getting out. And uh, Pookie did it again. I, I I said to Johnny the other night. I, re- I reckon that chap has rosary beads inside his boots because off the post, to, off the off, bar, you, and over, you know. And he wasn't even doing the kick. And seemingly it was the that young center winger they have from the college was uh, he. That's what I said. He kicks bananas like he kick, and everyone thinks it goes wide, and then it kind of comes back in, and that's the way he kicks. But it was the sixth kick, the last kick, the literally last kick, and uh, pinball. Pokey came up and and uh, <laughs> took the kick. He was told to kick it, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it was a part of the game plan by the sounds of it. But uh, again, like bouncing it off the post and and then in, like that's that's total when they're on the roll like that. I think they're just they're playing good rugby. Yeah, themselves in Gory for me are my favourites for the cup. Uh, I said it to Johnny the other day, 50 quid on Tolo, but I wouldn't I wouldn't count Gory out with either. Yeah, I definitely um well if we're going on paper and at the on performance and, and go on go on form. But then again, like uh we or Gory only got his way through Wexford. And I know Wexford ain't that bad as in uh they've been they've been playing quite well and Morris has been helping out down there as well in his own in his own home club a couple of nights. So I I said a little bit of preparation was in for that, but like mm. they stumbled on that one, so well maybe they might learn a lesson. But like you have what is it? You have three senior club J ones teams in the quarter final, isn't it? Scarries, Enniscorty, Tullamore and Nace, is it four? Or Scarry's out? Is it three or four? Uh, well, you've Nays definitely three. You've Nays, Enniscorthy, and Tullamore. Tullamore, yeah. So you've three, um, and then then after that, it's nearly a Southeast League. You've Kilkenny, Carlo, yeah. Gorey, Polo. You know, well, it is, and uh, and I think out of all the teams, I say Enniscorthy are probably the ones that are going to struggle the most because they're trying to. I think they're um, they're trying to keep uh, field their seniors. Yeah, um, they're actually I saying they were, str- they were struggling. Well. No, I heard there was whether it was true or not that they were struggling. So, um, I'd say the J ones probably mightn't be as strong as they have been in other years. But yeah, right. Um, I know that Tullamore will be. I know it's another week away, but or a couple of weeks away. But Tullamore won't be uh, an easy pushover inside. No. In Tullamore, it's only take one game yeah. at a time. We all have around the league to go. Two rounds of league to go now before the cup, isn't it? No, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, two rounds. Yeah, two rounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and if we can, we'll worry about the cup. For us, we're going to worry about the cup after that. You know, I mean, there's there's a big fish to fry tomorrow. So, very yeah, no, very I, big I, fish I, to I, fry. I told the lads next year I said we're going on uh, we're going on our uh, our tour is going to be to Lourdes because uh, the amount of injuries <laughs> had this year something something has to ch- something has to yeah. change. 
Yeah, so the I, 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 I have no, yeah, they can all go steep in the holy bet somewhere because I don't know what's gone wrong. I've never, I've actually never remembered a season that um, just so many different and mad injuries uh, between knees, uh, knees, hands, broken hands, like two two props down, broken hands, uh, well, as the knees, concussions, uh, you name it. We had it last year. We had a full right oh. book of it. Yeah. yeah, like we had it last year. We were, Jesus Christ, it was like a, it was like an infirmary in Kilkenny for, for, for portions of the season last year. But yeah, I think one thing that it does is it opens your eyes that you actually have to build a huge amount of depth. And that's, that really shows the importance of seconds. Like we see it, young Ned, Ned Devlin and Brian McDonald are stepping up to first now out of seconds. And they're not really out of their depth either. Like they're doing good, good jobs up there. And it's back to your point, Tom. The seconds are being competitive every week, so they're playing a good level of rugby. You know, even though, even your guys and the fact that they're playing a good level of rugby and winning every week means they're training hard every week. Means that when they're called upon for the firsts, they're ready to step up. You know. Yeah, well, we've we've used. Uh, I wouldn't like to think how many players we've actually used over the season. Um, yeah. Like our like we've had five starting front rows gone, or seven, Jeez. seven front rows injured at one in one go. Like that's just unheard of. So look, yeah. if we didn't have put this way, if like if we didn't have the the depth of players that we have, whether they're the best players in the world or not, it doesn't matter. Everybody is everybody is stepping up, which yeah, is brilliant. And as I said before, like they, they've uh, there's lads there who are just you know the, their skills have just got so much better over the over the last couple of years, and and they really have really have amazed everyone. So, you know, I mean, just look, we just want to keep the club going um, and kind of keep it buzzing. And it just means kind of you want as many people uh, coming to watch games and enjoying the rugby and the lads enjoying it because, and you know, you have to have the seriousness of, of, of uh, the sport as well and everything. You do have to win and you are trying to win league. You have to try and win leagues too. And, but you also want to have lads enjoy the rugby, and you want to, and you want the sideline to enjoy the bit of crack as well, you know, and to be able to have bring the club back in. With the man on your sideline that makes all the noise, there, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a plenty of crack what? on the sideline. The man Crossley's old fella making all the noise on the sideline up there. Jesus, we <laughs> can hear the Mickey Kenny. We can hear the Mickey Kenny when Carlo were playing. I was up the, I went over to the college game. Johnny's team the hammered the guard. But uh, in the middle of in the middle of it all, I, the whole stand of the IT crowd, and they're all there. Come on, Kyle! Uh, so yeah. I think I think it's becoming <laughs> it's becoming contagious. I think the Leinster Juniors it, yeah. had it last. The Leinster Juniors had it last year. I think it was one of the running comments, one of the running things with them. So it's uh, he's becoming famous. He is becoming famous in fairness to him now. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Keep it there's up, days now. There's days someone would love to go over. And if a la- if somebody doesn't know him or know know what know what he does, like I'm over in my box. <laughs> like, you know, it it is famous. Like it's class when you're here. Absolutely. He, he seems to select his times very appropriately <laughs> as well. Today over in Tolo and, and Tolo were giving you a bit of a I was giving you a bit of a beating there. I was up at. He shouts out, come on, Carlo, do what the <laughs> other team are doing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's ah, look, it's, it's good fun. Uh, that's the unique characters like that. 
Definitely need characters like that. Really Absolutely, do. that's what they're all built on. Yeah, and uh, I just I think I need to yeah. from, from our side actually speaking a sideline banter. I need to say well done to all of our supporters. Um, for the first, they've come out in their droves the last few weeks, and last Sunday was no different. But we're driving a we're driving an initiative in the club called um, "There's No Excuse for Abuse," and uh, we were having a little bit of issue in the club there over the last while with just too much vocals from the sideline coming to referees and. We, we, we've gotten ourselves a bad name and fair play, certain people in the club have put their hands up to kind of marshal the sidelines and when people are stepping out of line, they're asked to uh, either shut up or shape out, you know. And last Sunday, um, I didn't hear one bit of anything coming from the sideline directed to Bernie, um, who I have to also say, Bernie was did a brilliant job in the middle on Sunday. He, Yeah. Uh, the more I see him... A lot of people might complain about him, but the more I see him in action, the better a referee he becomes for me, you know? Mm. Brilliant referee. We, actually, I have to say, I can't, God, her name's gone in my head. She's from Tullamore. We had a, um, a lady referee, and she was outstanding. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. Now, we were terrified of her, even I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jones. I went to joke, and she was brilliant. Really top class, have to say, 100%. Um, That's tough. Yeah, best, I'd say, probably best referee we had all season. I know, there's just a lot to be said for it, you know. Yeah. Lads, I have to head because I have a young girl here texting me, when are you coming, Dad? Well, best of luck to the weekend. I'm at a Bernie's party. She's putting in the effort in the gym. Take